0: Movie Ticket
1: Radio And welcome to the Movie Ticket Radio podcast. Yes, that's our official name, and thank you for joining. I am your host... J.R. Russ with... Your friendly co-host, John Records Landecker. Yes, career broadcasters, and he's Mr. Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we have the Movie Ticket Radio radio station that you can go to at movieticketradio.com and hear the hits you hear in movies. And this here is a podcast where we're talking about the movies. We might play a little snippet. We're not sure if we can get sued yet, so just uh, stand by (laughs) and see if you hear it. But we're talking about the songs that you hear in movies. And, John, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Once upon a time in Hollywood.
1: Ooh, a fave. That was a great movie just a couple of years ago, uh, 2019, a Quentin Tarantino movie.
0: Great music in that uh, movie. Tarantino had an unbelievable playlist.
1: Lots of music. Yeah, and lots of other things too. uh, To try, I did a little research here. I I know it's hard to believe. I actually did some show prep, but (laughs) I kind of try to group some of this stuff together because otherwise it was very disjointed from the list I had. Mm -hmm. And I think the most often heard song in the movie was. Can you guess?
0: Um, I am totally stumped. 93 That's not a song, that's a jingle. It was written by Johnny Mann. That doesn't make any difference. That's not a song. I was at a
1: jingle recording session in Memphis, Tennessee, and they had a full string section that they were recording the orchestra. And believe me when I say it was like a little five-second song.
0: I understand all of that. And he uses them in the movie all the time because they turn on the radio and he's got K-H-J jingles, K-H-J disc jockeys from the 60s who called themselves the Boss Jocks, which I never understood what that meant. That meant good. I know it was a term, but it never made it to the Midwest. I don't know what a Boss Jock is. Well, they didn't care. I it mean, was in Los Angeles. It was
1: Boss Radio. Boss Radio. Hey, man, yeah. that's that's pretty Boss. You're a Boss right. Jock. That's a Boss car well, you got. I'm, the Mustang Boss 302. I'm not a Boss. I'm an employee.
0: So, you know, I... <laughs>
1: it's employee radio yeah okay but then i guess you're not going to count the screen gems logo uh written by van oh alexander my. either <laughs>
0: please come on jr this is like nitpicking to the extreme well the reason
1: because he used so many tv clips in there he's got the Mannix theme that was lalo sheffron who also wrote mission what? impossible well now wait a minute though some of these were
0: released as singles Right like like the Neil Hefty's Batman theme, you know, they never pressed the KHJ jingles into an album or a 45, at least not for public consumption. okay, so all right, I mean, how many movies how many movies are we going to run into anyway that have radio station jingles in them? so I
1: think you should just count this one, But I'll, and you know what i'll I'll rest with you and say, okay, okay,
0: we'll just have to agree to disagree.
1: but I'm going to play it anyway We play it for you. <laughs> uh, so uh yeah, because you had the a song called The Rocks, which was the theme from Have Gun Will Travel. Uh yes. there was actually a couple of songs from that that show. The Return was another like a musical. What was that giant. guy,
0: Richard uh Boone? It was Richard Boone. Yes. The actor was Richard Boone. Have Gun Will Travel. I wonder if he was related to Daniel. Uh or Debbie. And I <laughs> I uh, think he also had a business card.
1: Yes. Very, very, uh, very unusual for men of the
0: 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my gun. Here's my horse. And, oh, would you care for a business card? All right. Let's get to some songs here. Come on. All right. So if we
1: go past the theme from It's Happening, sung by Mark Lindsay, I might add. Yes. And uh, also the FBI TV theme and Funky's Fanfare, whatever that was called. We get down to. Give me the hits, baby. The hits. Nothing but the hits. How about this one that was not a hit, but I guess it was a single I'll Never Say Never to Always. I'll
0: Never Say Never to Always who sang
1: that written and sung by charles manson and the family jams i'm not kidding charles manson sang that there's a charles manson song in there i guess he did a song oh i missed that yeah yeah, I don't know if they just played it in the background or, or where yeah. that was, but it's. I looked it up. I'll and have it to was hear a. That. It's on YouTube. Does he sing it? Yeah, and this part gets really weird. Listen to these lyrics. It's time to call time from
0: behind you. The illusion has been just a dream. Valley of death, and I'll find you. Now is when on a sunshine beam. Do you hear him in the middle of the st- song, stamp his forehead with a swastika? <laughs>
1: yes, I th- believe you do. <laughs> That's a collector's item. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, there is another uh, hit song. Uh, speaking of head, uh, "Treat Her Right," written by Roy Head and Gene Kurtz. Now,
0: listen you know, Let me tell you, "Treat Her Right" is one of the great tunes. And they get into the car at the in the very beginning, the first time they get into a car, they turn it. You know, they start the car, they turn on the radio, and bang, here it comes. Dun, 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 dun. Let me tell you, my method. But she is so cool. He is, was so cool. Roy had, I don't know if you've ever seen him on any of the YouTube stuff dancing. This guy, this guy was a cool dude. I'm telling you. And I love Treta Wright. Love it. A couple
1: of my favorite things, of course, sax and violins. <laughs> uh, the old jokes are the best, aren't
0: they? Yeah. On <laughs> a well, practice my method. As long as you can, you get a loving woman. Something like that. Hey, hey, hey. Da-da-da-da. i'm sure everybody loves hearing me do that oh uh, yeah the green door
1: well i guess that wasn't really a single though because leonardo dicaprio performed it
0: but it was it was a single by jim Lowe whatever his name was jim Lowe, right yeah yep yeah,
1: yep yeah. so the, so that
0: but that's a song
1: hit song yeah yeah
0: it's, but green door is a song we
1: reach our first bonafide hit here with mrs robinson written by paul simon of course so simon yeah, garfunkel of course you know the Everybody huge knows that. that of course yeah. also from uh the graduate right around the same right. time period 68 69 i think
0: yeah
1: joe cocker's version of the letter
0: with mad dogs and englishman yeah, yeah. Writ-
1: written by wayne carson thompson
0: and a great great version i was interested in seeing how they were doing this okay they get in the car they start the engine uh the radio comes on khj jingle roy head and then as they drive in the in this one drive, I think it's in this car, or maybe it's when he drives the Carmen Gia. It's a blue Carmen Gia. You hear in one in one trip down Sunset Strip or wherever it goes. You're hearing "Summertime" by Billy Stewart, Joe Cocker, "The Letter," Bob Seeger, "Ramblin' Gamblin' Man," and "The House That Jack Built" by Aretha Franklin. All one right after the other in this like. It can't be more than. 60 seconds or 90 seconds worth of screen time.
1: Yeah, everything just cut together. The music is telescoped. That's how DJs get jobs.
0: Yeah, but he's listening to, allegedly, you know, supposed to be listening to these things on the radio. Well, that's because it's all hit, Boss Radio.
1: All hits, 93 <laughs> PHJ.
0: That's what this, this movie has. It has radio, music, and California. That's what it's got. And cars. I'm sorry. It's got radio music and cars.
1: Who could ask for anything more?
0: MGBs, Carmen Giaz.
1: The Coupe de Ville. Yeah, exactly. That was good stuff. A very cool movie.
0: Where are we now?
1: So you mentioned Billy Stewart. Yes, right. And you Ram know, Ram that was written by George and Ira Gershwin.
0: Well, that's an old song. You can hear Billy Holiday doing versions of that. You can hear Janis Joplin doing versions of that. Yeah. But you don't but you don't hear them going now, <laughs> i just killed myself doing that
1: you could um, very easily strain a lip easily so then we got a song called hector by the village callers i'm not familiar with the problem
0: i checked out who the village callers were and i believe they were a relatively well-known latino band in and around la at about that time
1: okay and uh, i read some things that quentin tarantino wrote about this and this is a lot based on his youth in southern california so
0: no no doubt
1: like we mentioned lakeshore drive if you were around chicago you knew that song better than other people in the country in guardians of the galaxy too then we had macarthur park but not the uh who did who had to hit richard harris yeah And Robert Goulet did it, so could you M-O-R at middle-of-the-road it it anymore? And I interviewed Robert Goulet once, very nice guy, but just very, a very, uh, that was when AM stations still were stuck kind of in the 60s, and they didn't want to really play rock and roll, so they would play rock and roll songs sung by more adult uh, crooners.
0: But they still left the cake out in the rain.
1: They did, and it was pretty bad, because how do you bake that damn thing? That's going to ruin that
0: cake, I tell you.
1: I, I remember this song just from the commercial. Paxton Quigley's Had the Course. And that was from a movie, Three in the Attic, written and performed by Chad and Jeremy, Chad Stewart, Jeremy Clyde. And I remember the commercial only, hearing it for this movie. Huh. You never hear the song on the radio anyplace.
0: Paxton Quigley's had the course And he's Next, have the course. And he's feeling kind of slowed down. Right.
1: I think somebody said, Hush, which brings us to our next song.
0: Don't you hear me calling my name now, Hush? Deep Purple. Hush. And who wrote yes. that song? Joe South. Yep. And it was originally done by Billy Joe Royal. Really? Of Down in the Docks yes. fame. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And we're going to get to another one of those done by Deep Purple, Kentucky Woman, which obviously was written by Neil Diamond. Yeah, that's
1: kind of an odd song for them to do because they were so such hard rock.
0: Well, have you heard their arrangement?
1: Yeah, that's pretty hard that's rock. It's not bad. Yeah.
0: It's not bad.
1: But I mean, it's kind of a lighter song.
0: Son of a Lovin' Man by Terry Cashman and Gene Pastille, performed by the Buchanan Brothers, who are Terry Cashman and Gene Pastille. And there used to be a third one, Cashman, Pastille, and West, were the producers of Jim Croce. Really? Yeah, I knew them. Did you? In my days in Philly, yeah. Very nice guys.
1: One of my all-time favorite songs that I played as a a turntable hit, only I called it a stiff because really I was the only station that played it, was called If You Were a Rainbow by Cashman and West. If you were a rainbow, I'd love all your Be an
0: artist, of you. They did a bunch of baseball songs too.
1: Oh, did they do that talking baseball
0: thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. And Medicine Man. They had, a, they had a song out called Medicine Man. Not in this movie, but by the Buchanan brothers.
1: Okay. Yeah, they were good. Good writers. I think they wrote a lot more hits than they probably did. Yes, they produced.
0: did. And, and producers.
1: Yeah, well, that's a good thing,"
0: <laughs> said Paul Revere and the Raiders, <laughs> taking us to our next song. You know what's so cool about that is during the movie they come into wherever Margot Robbie is living, and they actually show the cover of the Paul Revere and the Raiders album and the and the vinyl going around on a turntable. Oh, yeah, 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 very good. I mean, that's what we call respect. It is very, yeah,
1: very good tie-in. Good thing. Then an association song, which I, was not a big hit, but I always liked it. Time for livin.
0: Yeah. Time for livin's is not bad.
1: And that was written by Richard Adresi. And do you remember the Adresi brothers?
0: We got to get it on again.
1: Yeah. That was a good song. I think that was, they were <laughs> just a one hit under their own name. Weren't they? I believe so. Yeah. Maybe they had some hits on urban radio or something, but.
0: And then, you know, if it wasn't great enough for me watching this movie and hearing these soundtrack songs that he selected, I mean, he hit the nail on the head. For a couple of my favorite bands, Paul Revere and the Raiders, he did Good Thing. He also did Hungry, which was written by Barry Mann and Cynthia Well, who also did, way back in the day, Who Put the Bop in the Bop Shabop Shabop? Ooh. Who Put the Ram in the "Ramalama
1: Age-old questions.
0: (laughs) And no one's ever answered that question.
1: (laughs) No. But if I could find the man, I'd like to shake his hand. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to thank
0: the guy. Who wrote the song? Okay. All right.
1: Shut up. Uh, <laughs> yes. We uh, we charge extra for singing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Copyright. Joni Mitchell's song, The Circle Game, I don't know, sung by yes? Buffy oh, no. St. Marie. That's a great song. Is it? I've never heard it. Oh, no, no, no. It's a very good song. Oh, let me put a little in here.
0: Yesterday.
1: Sorry, not a big fan. Uh, not, not into the warbling of the voice. And uh, she wasn't like a huge star. She
0: was known, sort of like in the folk circles. Right. Whoever those folk were in the folk circle. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> yeah. And then, and then, if, if Paul Revere and the Raiders wasn't great enough, we get Mitch Ryder and the Detroit friggin' Wheels doing Jenny Take a Ride. Yeah. Man. I love that song.
1: And Bob Crew of the Music to Watch Girls by Fame co-wrote it with uh, Antonis Johnson and Richard Penniman.
0: Oh! Then we have... Can't Turn You Loose. By Otis Redding, but performed by Wayne Cochran and the CC writers. Have you ever seen them when they were around? Wayne Cochran?
1: Yeah, not in person.
0: The hair on that guy? A pompadour.
1: Very stylish.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know this next one at all.
1: So. No, I'm am kind of thinking it was a, um, a we're we're talking about Mexico Western by Francisco Demasi, probably another uh, Hispanic song from Southern California, right? That, that Quentin, I would think so. Quentin remembers. I asked him if, uh, actually, I asked his people if he would appear on our show today, and I got a polite hell no. <laughs> Uh, what a, gee, what a surprise. Well, what's he doing? He's got nothing going on right now, no, does he? Of course not. Of course not. He's probably not not producing. A, I haven't heard about a new movie coming out, so hey, you can check it out. I did see a piece on the production of this movie when it was coming out, and he had a woman that was a friend of his and like a musical director, and she had this huge record collection, and they showed her with all these albums strewn out around her living room. And apparently she picked out some things for this movie after reading the script and talking to him and was playing samples of the songs for him to see if, uh, what about this one at the scene and those kinds of things. It was pretty interesting. That is interesting. I was trying to find that piece again so I could give her name credit, but I, I cannot locate it and I... Didn't see anything that indicated that in the production uh, credits in the movie-like musical director, so sorry. Uh, but if you know uh, movie ticket radio at gmail.com, you can write to us, and we'll put it in a future episode.
0: Then you get Soul Serenade, written by Luther Dixon and King Curtis, performed by Willie Mitchell.
1: And, of course, the reason I really put this in was I love their record label, Courtesy of Fat Possum awesome Records. <laughs> You got to love a
0: record label <laughs> named Fat Possum Records.
1: Oh, yes. man. And uh, then we had Bring a Little Lovin' by Los Bravos, which uh, did Black is Black. Yes. Uh, I think I read just recently somewhere that said the most white version of a song called Black is
0: Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not go down the racial road. Yes. Then you get one of my all-time favorites. Brother Loves Travel and Salvation Show.
1: Yep, Neil Diamond. Wrote it. Yep. Sang it. Yep. Great song. Love it. He would start out so mellow, and then when he got screaming, like I guess the Travel and Salvation Show would, he just screamed his brains out at the end of that song.
0: You're right. A Salvation Tent Show would be very loud.
1: Yeah. Then D. Clark. Hey, little girl.
0: Hey, little girl in a high school sweater. Uh, you can't record that song today.
1: No, no. Nope. Otis Blackwell <laughs> and Bobby Stevenson probably, they'd be in trouble today.
0: I think the next line is something like, gee, I'd like to know you better. Oh, no, you won't.
1: No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep
1: driving. <laughs> Here's a song that uh, I did see that Tarantino knew and liked from hearing, uh, and it's Victorville Blues. And I'm going to play a little piece of that one because I thought it was blues and it's not, so check this out.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: but very western and foreboding yeah huh? yeah
0: yeah that doesn't uh, bring the blues to my mind
1: so that's i just happened to hit that and it was uh, yeah. another solid southern california hit and then we skip over the dalton gang entrance which is <laughs> i just thought i'd throw that in like where the hell is that from and i think it's from a tv show or a movie uh but we go to mr sun mr moon paul revere and the raiders
0: uh sung by mark Lindsay,
1: written by mark Lindsay.
0: yeah Mr. Sun, Mr. Moon, uh, another one of my favorite, uh, but Paul O'Veer and the Raiders songs, but it doesn't get played that much. I don't think it did as well as the others, but I really like it.
1: And another song from another movie. Don't chase me around from the movie Gas! Or it became necessary to destroy the world in order to save it. A 1970 movie.
0: That's the name of the movie? Yeah. Kind of like
1: wow. um, Peter Sellers' movie, Fail Safe. or how I love
0: to... Stop worrying and love the bomb. Well, no, Fail Safe was uh, was a movie unto itself, right? About bombing New York in response to bombing. Oh yeah, yeah. Russia. It was a great. It's a great movie. It's, but a, I think it's a. It's a thriller.
1: Um. Yeah. With, I, and the president was George C. Scott, who played Patton. No, Henry Fonda. Oh no! President. Yes, you're right. You're uh, you're exactly right.
0: Yep. It just, it just Scratch happens that. to be one of my favorite movies, so yeah. I know that one.
1: With, who was yeah. the, the translator, the Russian translator?
0: They got J.R. from Dallas. What was his name? Um,
1: Larry Hagman.
0: Yeah, because that's the interpreter, yeah. Well, Buck,
1: I'm about to blow up New York City and the First Lady's there, so how about you and I go out tonight and look for chicks? <laughs> and, well, I also think of from I Dream of Jeannie. Exactly, yes. That was Dr. Strangelove I was trying to think of. All right. Here's another cover of a big hit. John Phillips, Michelle Phillips wrote it. California Dreamin'. Yep, but Jose Feliciano's version, which was a little more mella.
0: Excellent version. And then Mamas and Papas come right back with 1230 Young Girls Are Coming to the Canyon, written by John Phillips and performed by the Mamas and the Papas. And then uh,
1: we've got another Mexican song there by Bruno Nicolai, Un Umo Clamato Apocalypse, I think. It's like, I think it's the climax of the apocalypse or the end of the world or something like that. Or perhaps it means, I've heard of the drink Clamato, but it will never cross my lips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's very cool that uh, Quentin Tarantino, in his effort to recapture the zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it, of. Southern California music and radio in that era included the uh, Spanish-speaking bands because that's always been a part of the music world in in that part of the country. You know, Richie Valens and all that stuff. Very cool.
1: Yeah, all of the influences there that that I'm sure took yeah. place, because all the when they played those songs on the radio to try to get the Latino listeners to listen, sure they people sure. would hear that they were you know, let's let's just call them straight ahead musicians, and they would pull those Latin influences in, and just you know you'd hear a lot of different things. So yeah, we're very cool. And then also a little uh, Italian influence with Dynamite Jim. Another song I found. I'm going to play a little here. Oh, Jim. That's your James Bond slash Matt Helm slash Spaghetti Western slash Hullabaloo song. Yeah. A very weird song. And uh, we got two more left, one in the movie and one not in the soundtrack. Vanilla Fudge, your your love for the heavier sounds.
0: Yeah, you keep me hanging on.
1: Um, Holland Dozier Holland. Originally done by the Supremes. Yeah. Yeah. And then (laughs) the very wacky. Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Now, can you? Here's a movie with those two songs back to back, <laughs> or not? Well, not necessarily back to back in the movie, but the Royal Guardsman. Yeah, and apparently a favorite of Tarantino, and he wanted to include it in there because it was out in that time period.
0: Yeah, he has Tarantino, a very eclectic, wide-ranging musical taste.
1: Yeah, and you hear that in Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and so many of his other ones. Oh, absolutely. We'll be doing a few more, uh, looking at a few more Tarantino movies as the podcast progresses. If we think we want to keep doing it. <laughs> sure we do. And the way that we'll keep doing it is if you keep listening. So please let us know your thoughts, won't you? Exactly. Uh, once again, our email is movieticketradio at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us on the internet for streaming Movie Ticket Radio 24-7 at movieticketradio.com. And it's on TuneIn and the podcast. Of course, if you're listening, you know. But if you're telling friends about it, it's now available on like 13 different platforms like Pandora and TuneIn and Apple and Google. So we're getting out there in the world, much like a virus.
0: (laughs) That's one way to look at it. Yeah. So, (laughs) hey, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm J.R. Russ. Yes, sir. I'm John Landecker. See you next time. Or we don't see you, but be sure to listen next time. We'll imagine you. Yeah. Naked. No.
1: (laughs) Movie Ticket Radio.